Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. We are on episode number 35. Um, lads, I'm not going to lie, I kind of thought I had back-to-back winners going there on Friday and fell apart a bit. But it was a good weekend of, of our golf. I am joined, of course, with Steve and, and Donnie. How are we doing, lads? Doing very well, bro. Welcome to golf betting. That's how it I goes. Know, right? Who did you have again? I had Lowry and Power and and uh, and uh, and uh, Willie Z and um, Friday. I was, I was sitting pretty with the with with the two Irish lads, and then just, just couldn't couldn't get it done, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I a friend of mine had the Irish double. Um, so Larry and, and Power about to win, and it was I think it was a nine grand payout off a tenner. Uh, didn't come to pass. Poor Seamus had a really tough Sunday. Now he wasn't the only one who had a really tough Sunday, but uh, yeah, I suppose kicking off the show and talking about Seamus as we do, seeing as we're Irish and we love him to death. The bad news was he had a fucking horror show front nine on Sunday. Hit his first ball out of bounds. Um, and <laughs> somewhat recovered. I think that he finished top, was it another top 15 to the rest of them? But considering the position that he was in, he'll feel really just agitated up himself that he wasn't able to finish the job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the it's good different. news. Yeah. The good news for Seamus Power is that he has overtaken, given the fact that Shane Larry had his own trials and tribulations on Sunday over in Abu Dhabi, Seamus Power is now 46th in the world. And Larry's 48th. So Seamus Power is the number one ranked golfer from uh, the Republic, I guess. Still behind Rory. Um, but that's incredible. It is. That's incredible. What a rise that is. He was 434th last January, and now he's 46th. But he's as good of a golfer as there's out there on the PJ Tour the last six months around 100%. that kind of just the yeah. consistency he's been playing he's, with. He's becoming, he's becoming a bit of a darling of golf Twitter because he is. now... Obviously, his rep, from a pure betting standpoint, and if you treat these guys like commodities, um, he let a few people down on, on Sunday. But he's had so many people that were that were all over him at twenty eight to one. Um, our mate Jeff Feinberg and the likes really bigging him up. I I don't think Sunday's going to do him too much, like reputational damage. If you take the week in its full context, he went in as one of the most fancied players, and for fifty four holes, it. Uh, it was entirely legitimate. Just a, a good learning experience for him, I'd say. Yeah, it is. He'll be back. I have absolutely no doubt about it. It's not. Look, he has his cards sorted for, for the next couple of years. He's playing as good at golf as he can and has been for the last while. And I, like he'll, he'll be back again in final group, second last group. And he'll, he'll get the job done. No absolutely. doubt about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, again, if you look at the entire week, he's done him, he's done his... Uh, you his master's ambition no harm at all he's gained another two places so we know that he's he's got five weeks to stay in that top 50 and he's is he going to be playing at t next week uh, I don't know I'll have to check entries come it, out 
I know he's I know he's taking the Honda off, and is he, I don't think he's playing this week either. No, he's taking this week off. Yeah, and I think he's it. back. He's back next week. He's taken the Honda off, which I believe is the last event before the the Masters field is locked in. But it's looking really good for him. So yeah, happy days. And lads, can you tell me who who won a twenty three under par? Was it Hudson Swaffer or was it Harris English? It's kind of I always struggle. <laughs> it's the there. same person. It's yeah, the same person. motherfucker. I just I've seen that <laughs> I've seen that Spider Man meme going around. Oh yeah, my god! It's actually hilarious. The two boys pointing at each other like it's fu- it's absolutely outrageous. The two. I, I, yeah. The two most fucking similar lads on tour, same sort of, same sort of mannerism, same facial expressions, the whole lot. It's uh, but like, but bless them, the both of them have the charisma of like a, a lad who auditions to be an extra in something and doesn't even get the part to be an extra. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, some fucking great golfers. Great golf. a golfer. Yeah. Listen, this is pure hindsight merchantry going on, and I don't think I mentioned it on the pod last week, but Hudson was one of my shortlisted players oh, last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, Clip yeah. that up. Um, so whoever wins next week is also in my shortlist. Yeah, whoever wins this say, week. Yeah, yeah. No, he genuinely was. He genuinely fucking was. But um, I know there were a few people who had him backed. Um and also, in fairness, shout out to the boys over the Chasing Pirates podcast, especially Craig. Craig came in last week in Abu Dhabi with a one-two finish, Unreal. which is like that's a white whale of a thing to get in golf betting if you're only having four or five picks. So congrats yeah. to him. Um if we if we could speak about Abu Dhabi a little bit, I was very bullish last week in Victor Hovland. All of his PGA tour wins are on Pasplum Grass. He was playing Pasplum last week. But Victor, mate, you cannot have a triple and double bogey on a Sunday and expect to win a golf tournament. He had two absolute fucking horror shows on the Sunday. Um, but that that is Victor though. That like that's a huge blot in his copybook. He always has. I, I remember seeing him on the PGA numbers. Tour last yeah. week or last year having an eight when he was in contention on a on a Sunday. It's a problem for him. I think he's he's such a, a confident golfer that sometimes I think he gets it, it comes wrong back to like even now even so, and he's made huge improvements in his short game his short game still isn't up to scratch of a top 50 in the world golfer not really like his, his he took a double bogey six on 15 um i was watching it I, I was playing golf uh myself that morning got back for the last five holes um he was bang there he was one back uh one behind thomas peters at the time and he he hit an approach shot so the star of the show last week was Yaslinks is a brilliant golf course. It was straight in a number 48 in the world's hundred best golf courses on golf digest. And I can, I, it'll be higher next year because it was a beast. It had real teeth. The Friday uh, conditions in terms of the wind was absolutely hilarious, borderline unplayable, but just great fun to watch. Um, so they have a, they have a, the fifteenth is a is a is a almost a double green. So the middle of it slivers, um, and they have a bunker, and then there's a back portion. So a front pin or a back pin, essentially transforms it into two different holes. But on the Sunday, didn't Hovland who hit his tee shot right, and he had a blind second shot, and he ha- he hit it short, meaning that he had to go through the sliver. So he had to take a wedge out. He was, the, he was in the fairway, Donny. You know what I mean? He was in the fairway, but had a blind shot over a bunker. Like, there's no no right. excuses for what for what he did. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, his line was okay. He just had to, he pulled the wrong club, but he then had to chip on the green and chipped it off the green and then bladed 
the next one was the most disgusting blade you've ever seen. So now taking his fifth shot, he hits it about 12 feet past and holds the putt for a six. Yeah, to be fair, the mistake, I don't think the mistake was the, the second chip. It was definitely the first one. That, that shot I'd seen, Adam Scott uh, had the same shot about 20 minutes before him. And he yeah. basically went, came back to his feet because it's an uphill slope. To yeah. a tight pin that runs away from you, so it's it's as bad of a spot as you can be in. That's but right. The, yeah. the group after them, Peters, Lowry, and uh, Rafa, Rafa, Rafa did a great job on it. Are not sorry, Rafa was on in Hovland's group, but the, the three the three ball before them, they all put it fifty feet short of the pin, and they all two putted for power. So that's like yeah. it's just something actually, that Hovland. Lowry nearly hold held his. Actually. He did, yeah, yeah, he did. It's yeah. something. It's something Hovland will learn as he gets. He's still he's still a young lad. He's he's one of the most talented golfers in the world, but. Um, I think he just has to sort out his his uh, is a course management is it um, is it shot making on a Sunday? I don't know what the the, the word is, but yeah, yeah, yeah he still has a lot to learn. But what a player, what a talent! A he should have won. Pain. He should have won. Pains. Like I, I take solace in the fact that it was just a straight win bet. I did think he was going to win. Like, he started off. He was he shot an eight under par sixty four in the opening day. And at one stage, his win probability was over fifty percent. So um, I had a bad week. I'm now negative on the year. Which is fair enough. I probably deserve it because the other picks were pants. But, but uh, to, <laughs> we to, move on, I guess. Yeah. Last thing to mention, Th- Thomas Peters. Though, what he's an absolute talent. He's been he really is it's great to see. I think he's it's great to see him going very under radar. Like, yeah, he is. I think he's he's won possibly for a Ryder Cup in a couple of years. The way oh, he's well, just... sure. he, he was brilliant on his debut in the Ryder Cup. We yeah. know what kind of ball striker he is. He can. Uh, he can get down on himself a little bit, but it seems like he's matured a lot. That's now two wins and four, four starts. And he's 20, 29. He's not even 30, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's definitely one to keep keep close. And a uh, little bit of question marks about his that the par five that he took on and, and had, a, had a birdie putt and ended up walking off with a bogey, missing a couple of short ones to, um, to clean it up. But fair play to him. He fought back from it, didn't let it get to him. So, again, I think that's, He's what five years older than Hovland, so maybe that was that was a difference. And I think Hovland's going to be a serial serial winner, majors, W, the whole lot. I think he's he'll probably oh here's a statement. He'll probably finish with more major wins than John Ram when no, his career is over. No, who not having that one. Victor Hovland, but but ah, but I think both of them will be multiple major winners. Um, but I'm not having that one. I, I would take Ram. I take Ram over Hovland. I um, I I think if uh, if a bookie can give us a price, I think you get good odds on Hovland, um, because Ram, you know, he has the the Sunday, uh, Sunday scaries a lot of the time. Hates oh hates close. Hates not true. Hates closing out a lead. So, um, listen, Hovland, well, Hovland, listen, more majors than Ram. That's it. The final word is congrats to Thomas Peters backers. There was plenty of them. Major congrats, congrats to Hudson Swafford backers there were not as many of them but you got a big juicy 150 to 1 but considering that we've just brought up John Ram it's probably time to talk about the farmers this week at Tory Pines which is John Ram's favorite place in the world where he's uh, won his first major where he's uh, proposed to his wife and he's going back again unsurprisingly as the favorite I think he's as short as 15 to 2 this week is he he is yep um yeah so what do we think yeah, so I'll uh, I'll run you through a bit of background on the tournament first of all. Um, so Tory Pines doesn't really need much introduction, but sure, look, let let's give you one anyway. Um, so it's in San Diego, California. It's the site of uh, Tiger Woods's famous 
18 hole playoff against Rocco Media to win the 2008 US Open when he was pretty much on one leg. Um, so this event is the Farmers Insurance Open. It's been on um, on the PGA Tour circuit for decades now under different names. So the interesting thing this week is that it's starting on a Wednesday and then on a Saturday um, because of the NFL conference playoffs on Sunday. Oh my God. Um, Which is a fucking... Uh, genius idea oh, it's considering what so happened so last weekend it, considering those two games especially the Chiefs game I know don't we're on get golf podcast don't get I'm, that, a, I'm a big Bills yeah. fan I had a bet on the Bills I, I was so I never went to bed so angry on a on a Sunday night but um, anyway great great foresight by the, by the PGA Tour to move it um, a really good decision and something we'll probably see maybe a little bit more often which is, is great because you have two days of work and then bang Wednesday the golf starts and, and you can uh, you're almost in weekend mode then you can r- ride through the rest of the week um, but anyway so it's in uh, in Torrey Pines it's over the, the north course and the south course so the south course is the more famous of the two it's the one where the majors are held where John Ram won his US Open last year was all on the south course the north course is a little bit easier it's a, a Tom Weiskopf redesign it's seven seven thousand two hundred and forty eight yards the south course is 400 yards longer, so it's 7,692 yards. Both of them are par 72s. Um, the greens are playing on their bent grass and Poana green, so a pretty unique surface. And the grass that we're playing on, again, at Torrey Pines is unique, which is Kikuyu grass. Um, so Kikuyu grass is used at Riviera and is used at podcast favorite Chipotlepec. As well, down I was in, looking at in it. Mexico. I was looking at some data uh, around Tory. Like, so I'll just say now, I, I think Tory Pines is a bit of a featureless bore of a track. It, it it does nothing for me whatsoever. Like, going back to the days of, you know, playing Tiger Woods, PG Tour, I'd always skip Tory Pines because it just bored the arse off me. <laughs> but um, it's it's the fourth most difficult um, week of putting on the tour of, 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 of course, is that regularly feature. So it's behind Winged Foot is the most difficult, then Chapultepec, then oh, could be Pebble Beach, maybe. Anyway, it's fourth is Tory Pines. So you definitely need someone who's going to have a really strong week of putting. And that really strong week of putting doesn't necessarily mean draining birdie after birdie after birdie, because even though it's a bit of a like I just think it's it's a it's a long very linear kind of track. There's no, there's nothing in the way of dog legs. It's kind of featureless. It's on the cliffs of San Diego Grand. So you need guys who can bomb it and guys who can roll it this week. Basically. Yeah, there's there's one one water hazard on the whole course. So it, it is a bit featureless, but it's just one of those one of those staple courses that just I, I always love it. I think it's it's just always I a great watch. watch. I Visually, watched the TED. I watched the TED. I, it bored I the arse off me. <laughs> I look, Donny, you don't have to watch it this week. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, anyway, anyway, look. If if, if not we my look favorite back, week of the year. No, fair enough. If we look back at um at the last couple of results, so Donny mentioned putters. So the last um six years, Brand Snedeker and Patrick Reed have both won the tournament, which kind of backs up your point the other big thing i'd encourage people to look at is um four of the last six winners are major champions so they either were major champions at the time of winning or they are after winning this they be, went on to be major champions so what i would say to, to this week more than any is is 
let's not go for the hundred to one, hundred and fifty to one outsiders. Folk, I I think the winner, and it, it's probably a stupid statement because, um, you know, you say the favourites are more likely to win than the outsiders, but this week in particular, I think that sixteen to forty to one mark is where you want to be looking for the winner. Look at guys who hit it long off the tee. Look at guys who are, um, comfortable on this type of grass, Kakuya grass. So have a look through um, form from the Genesis. Well, you actually don't need to do that because I've already done it for you on my on my article. Uh-huh. They were a shameless plug on fairwayfinderspod.com. Um, so I've broken down four stats, um, strokes gained on Kakuya grass courses, strokes gained on Norton South course at Torrey and um, strokes gained putting on bent grass and then just general strokes gain tee to green. So have a look at that. I give the top 10 of each player to give you an insight. Uh, sorry, each player of each stat to uh, give you an insight as to who to look out for. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Again, Wednesday starts, so get your bets on probably tonight, I would say, or early tomorrow, depending on where you are in the world. Um, Steve, listen, yeah, some prize is no prize, but seeing as you wrote the article, uh, I must say, it's actually, if, if you're still haven't um, picked... And I hope you haven't um, made your picks for this week. It's actually, it's really useful. I used it in depth to make my picks this week. So kudos Donnie, to you, man. I appreciate that. Do you know has got that's, skills. That's made my day, Donnie. Thanks you're, for that. You're a wordsmith. Now, the one thing I actually will say was, when I after I read it, and again, this is not just a fucking plug. I, I won't be saying this every week. Um, I actually went away <laughs> and found and found more stats on and exactly what you were saying, Steve. Um, oh, thanks. So you're saying I'm not talking shit? Is that? Basically... Oh yeah, for once, yeah, I I did a bit of a, a proofread, and I was like, yeah, he's actually not spoofing for once. That's um, the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> so, we are professionals in know, this right? establishment. Imagine, um, imagine posting something on the internet that's not professional false. degenerates. I know. I know, I know yeah. Um, the novelty of that in 2022. So, 11 out of the last 13 winners have made at least one start in the calendar year. 18 yep. of the last 20 winners were aged 27 or older. I thought that was a very interesting one. Um, 13 of the last 17 winners were, were ranked in the top 33 in the official golf rankings. Yeah. 25 of the last 28 winners had at least four previous career wins. 18 of the last 20 winners had, had played in at least five previous Farmers Insurance Opens. Holy and, shit. And 15 of the last 17 winners had at least one previous Farmers Open top 10. So uh, j- just based on that, guys who we can stick a bullet in right now, based on that, DJ Zalatoris. DJ Zalatoris. Oh. So DJ for... Yeah, no, it's his, it's his first appearance. Oh, this sorry, sorry. Um, Stick a, a stick one. Uh, get rid of Matthew Wolf. Get rid of. There's a lot of guys actually that you can kind a of lot. disregard. Bazaden who you can get rid of. You get rid of Luke List. You can get rid of Mackenzie Hughes. You can get rid of Wacky Neiman. Well, Donny, look, look, we can go to. We can filter all the guys that aren't going to win. How about you start us <laughs> you off? Get, you can get rid of 144 players because only one of them can win. <laughs> how about how about you talk us through the picks of, of who you're taking at, are going to win? Yeah, so um, what I've done is I took four key stats and I kind of ran the numbers on that. But I, I, some of these picks are fail picks too. I mean, I think I've I've come a cropper recently in getting totally lost in the data and forgetting that the guys who are attached to the golf club are also humans and make bad decisions, good decisions, have bad tendencies, good tendencies. But key stats um, in order, 
driving distance, absolute premium premium on it this week. Uh, strokes gained and putting, driving accuracy, and scoring from 200 yards plus are the four key stats that I'm having a look at. So my picks are as follows. I'm going for the big golfer this week. I actually really like Bryson this week. I really do. Um, if he did play at the he did play at the tournament champions, so and he is, he is he older, and he's 28 years of age, and he has. Mm, I don't think he's posted a top 10. He hasn't posted a top 10 in the Farmers. I don't think. Yeah, but he he's a major winner. So he yeah, he should box. have posted a top 10 at the U.S. Open, but we all know that his back nine on Sunday was an absolute disaster class, and he finished 26th. But uh, Bryson just ticks a lot of boxes this week. So like he hasn't played the Farmers the last two years. Um, and he missed the cut in both of them, but that's 2018, 2019. That's a totally different human being um, and ability on a golf course. So uh, the concern I'd have around him is, is the last time he played, I'm sorry, when he played the US Open, he was losing a full two shots on the event uh, around the green. So his, his short game was not in good shape, but the rough is not going to be as penal this time, so I'm not as worried. And then just in terms of like data correlation, he's second in birdie percentage over 200 yards, and there's a lot of those kind of long iron, well, typically long iron shots. It's probably a fucking eight iron if you're Bryson. And that's the reason why he's second. I love him as a putter. Like You can question his uh, his technique. You can, you can potentially make a small case that he's anchoring using his forearm. Anyway, he is an exceptionally good putter. He is exceptionally good off the tee. He always gains strokes. Uh, and I think, it, like, of, of the top guys, like JT at 12 to 1 and Xander at 16 to 1 are shorter than Bryson. It makes no sense to me. Xander's a hometown kid, has never played well around here. And JT still has the putting yips around one of the most difficult um, putting weeks of the year. So yeah. both of them, both of them getting the bin, taking Bryson 18 to 1. Second pick has to be the most popular pick all, for everyone all week. Golf Twitter is all over him. It makes too much sense not to. Uh, Tony Finau, I'm not going to go into detail because I know someone else uh, on the podcast will when it's their turn. But like John Ram is obviously a great fit for, for Tory Pines. Arguably, Tony Finau is, is next. Obviously, he's a bomber. His record in the Farmers the last five years, tied second, tied sixth, tied 13th when he lost strokes putting. Uh, tied sixth, tied fourth. So four top sixes in five is a joke. And I just love that he got the monkey off his back in winning the, remind me, BMW, was it? Northern Trust, sorry. When he won Northern Trust. Northern Trust, Donnie, yeah. B. Cam yeah. Smith. That's the job. So yeah, definitely, Tony, um, hopefully he goes well this week. I think he will. Uh, and then two uh, big bullets that I'm going to fire I mentioned, like Steve, you mentioned rightly that you shouldn't really be looking at guys at guys at big prices. While that is a fair point, I have taken two guys, but I've taken them as two to, to be top twenties. Uh, so Wyndham Clark is the first one. You can get him at three hundred and fifty to one on the exchange. Don't think he's going to win. He is a bomber. He was nine. He's ninth in driving distance this season. He was sixth last season. He's a guy I like. He. he uh, has made his last six cuts and at that kind of price range, you know, like a 350 to one shot, that is pretty nice. He was 13th last week at the Amex, which I thought was pretty strong. Tied 32nd last year, seven to one for a top 20. I absolutely can get on board with that as a saver. 
and I'm gonna do I'm gonna pull the trigger on a second guy to be top twenty, which is Joseph Bramlett. Mm. Uh, so big his love last, for him, Donny. Big love. Yeah, yeah. So his last twenty four rounds. Um, this season, out of guys who are playing this week, fourth in driving distance, so he's hitting it even further than Wyndham Clark, 13th in approach, 16th in ball striking, 21st screens and reg, and he tied 18th here last year. He does have the game for this, um, potentially a concern over his putting, as, you, as is a concern with most guys in that bracket, but 9-2 for a top 20, and Wyndham Clark 7-1. to one. If one of them hit, I break even, and I've got a free whack with the other two boys, so they're my four. Smart, I like it. And look, I might as well just jump in there, Donny, because uh, you mentioned you mentioned the the main man himself this week, and, and I'm only going to have one bet, and, and that's on Tony Fino. <clears throat> so you you kind of touched on the reasons there, like he's his record around here is is as good as anybody in the field. The only kind of blot on his copybook is that he missed the cut at the U.S. Open when it was played here last year and a different different situation there was no north course involved in that one all the south course and different conditions tougher tougher setup um as well as some major championship pressure as well so i'm going to forgive him that he came tied second last year as donnie mentioned tied sixth in 2020 um he's kind of eased his way into the new year so he's played over in hawaii had a couple of uh, respectable finishes there. The thing I really liked about him was last week, uh, he opened up at the Amex with two rounds in the 70s. So at a birdie fest, you're, you're way behind and struggling to make the cut. But uh, Fina went out on Saturday, shot a 67, made the cut. And uh, I just think that'll give him a lot of confidence. Going back to a place that he likes, he's got that um, second win, that, that big tournament win. As Donnie said, got the mo- monkey off his back. I got him a 33 to one with six places each way. And I, I, I'm just all in on him. I have my biggest bet of the year of 2022 on him, two and a half units each way. He's my one and done selection for the, uh, the race for the Mayo cup. Um, with, I'm not sure if, how many of our listeners are involved in that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think Tony Fino is your man for the, for the, um, the event this week. And, and I'm all aboard. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't agree. Um, I literally verbatim for what Steve said in terms of the keeping it between the 16 to 40 to 1. Um, pretty much done exactly that. Bar one of my picks, um, looking at what the stats we've looked at now and stuff, it's probably a bit of a stupid bet, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Um, my first two, I guess I'll start with them, my main two is uh, Hideki Matsuyama saw him at, saw him at 18 to 1 c- couldn't couldn't not couldn't not bet him at that simple as um you know i think he showed showed exactly what he's what he's uh, made of uh what was it two or three weeks ago um and you know i think it's going to be a big year for uh Matsuyama i think he gets it done in a lot of tournaments this year possibly one even two majors and yeah, eighteen to one. I think it's an absolute solid bet. Second one, um, a player that I still think hasn't reached the heights he did last year, but is still ex- so is so talented. Which is Sam Burns. Saw him at twenty five to one um, in a field that you have, you know, fairly fairly stacked uh, field. I think Sam Burns at twenty five to one with the way he finished off the end of the 2021 season 
Um, if he can get going again, I think at 25 to 1, out, out, outrageously good uh, value. And then my final one, which is a bit of a, a heart overhead bet, is Max Homa. Um, to be honest, he started off at 80 to 1. Um, He's got hammered this week. Yeah, he, I, it's, it's the California thing. Hundred um, percent. Riviera, obviously. Yeah, he um he was eighty to one. I managed to get him on at sixty to one. I'm not too sure if he's moved too much. No, he's he's fifties now. He's fifties um, now. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Been hammered. Yeah. So, um, look, I think Max Homa as a as a each way bet. It's one to six places. Um, on William Hill anyway at the moment. I think he's a very good each way bet this uh, this week. Pretty simple. Yeah, he's really erratic. He can he be, is, man, he can be yeah. brilliant. He's sublime to the ridiculous Max Home is. I think you either get a really good run from where he misses the cut by four shots. Um, it's kind of one or the other. Uh, yeah. Just before we move on from Tor- so because uh, I'm going to mention it because last week I didn't say anything about Hudson Swafford and obviously we know what happened. So just I'm name che- I'm name checking three other guys that were in my mix that that didn't I didn't pick. Um, Hideki was one of them. 20 to 1, like, again, right, Hideki is the reigning Masters champion, has just won the Sony, won the Zozo, he's won three tournaments in nine months, and he's the same fucking price as Daniel Berger. Yeah. The disrespect is off the charts. Outrageous. Hideki should be second favourite. Hideki should be about 12 to 1 with John Ram as favourite. Hideki should be a bigger favourite than Bryson. He should be a bigger favourite than DJ. He's the yeah. same price as DJ, and DJ could be anything this week. Yeah, and that's it's, exactly it's, why I had to bet him. Had yeah, it's a, it's a piss take, actually, that price. So I'm name-checking Hideki. The other two guys want to name-check, who both have done really well around here in the past. One is Ryan Palmer. He's 50 to 1. It's too skinny a price. Yeah, big time. Double that. It, it, Double that. Too, get on yeah, him. yeah. If it was eighty to one, I would have, I would have uh, backed them. And then the other one, and again, this is this is hard overhead. But a two-time winner of the Farmers Insurance, and at one point in time, he was unbeatable. Jason Day is eighty to one. Now, all sorts of health troubles, back injuries, it's sort of Tiger-esque in certain respects, and he's trying to get it back at the minute. The form. He was tied tenth at the Travelers, but that's going back to last June. He's he's struggling, but he's still a bomber and an unbelievable putter. Um, mm-hmm. He's come out and said tempted. he's back, Donny. He's come out and said he's he's fully yeah. healthy again, and he looks he looks it as well. He looks like I I would not put anyone off getting on Jason Day. I said um, I said we said we said in the pod a couple of weeks ago about um like DJ is going to be back with a vengeance and so and and DJ is going to win at like twenty to one or twenty five to one even early in the season, and we're I'm not going to have backed him. We're all going to be like fucking feeling like fucking idiots. You'll definitely feel like an idiot if you don't like eighty to one for Jason Day. Surely it's worth two fifty. Yeah, each way. Yeah, so, I couldn't couldn't disagree. The, the, yeah. the last guy off my shortlist, the one I was tempted to go alongside, um, Fina, it was Brooks Kepka. I think this is the type of track, the type of event, big field, major course. I think this is the type of event that he'll show up in. So I I really like Brooks this week. I just I'm just Jesus, so confident on Tony. To Mm, 33 to I, 1's a price isn't it yeah it, it is, is it is so last off the shortlist I'm not going to back him but it could be one next week that I'm sitting here saying fuck I should have backed him but well we'll, we'll clip we'll clip it and we'll give you the, the glory Thanks, I, mean, I have to say as well like Brooks <laughs> I do like Brooks is another one that doesn't really get the respect that he deserves I think like in terms of odds I just never, he 
he's never just, that low. I, I know he's very hit and miss. I do agree with you, Steve. But he, just, he's open about his thoughts that he doesn't really care about a regular PGA Tour event, that he's there to win major. So I think that's factored into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like talent-wise, he's as good as anyone. Also, sorry, I know now. I, I don't want to mean. I don't mean to go backwards or anything in this podcast. But can I just say one thing quickly? Is Willie Zalatoris played phenomenal last uh, last that weekend? Just was good. To say it. Yeah, played very good. well. In, got us got us it, a place. He did and... in spots. He played well, boo. He was um. There were spots he couldn't, particularly on the front line Sunday, um, couldn't get anything going, couldn't make birdies, and then he fired back with birdie eagle power power to finish to, to sneak into the, the top spot so or the, the top places um, but he's another one he's another one this week that core suits him he's in as good a form as he, he is but he's just a, a little bit short in this type of field for me yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. That's exactly, I think that's exactly what I think we'll get Zalatoris at the same price in a much weaker field in probably the next three to four weeks so yeah exactly he's, right he, he's gonna win Sal Torres is gonna win this season but it's just find the find the right price find the right course all right lads right i'll field. put you on the spot who wins their first pga tour event first Sal Torres or scotty scheffler Sal Torres. Sal Torres. <laughs> i'm going I, i'm going scotty scheffler yeah that listen that because that's a tough one um, yeah, and I'd be surprised if, if we're here this time next year previewing the farmers and both of them if both of them aren't PGA Tour winners I will be gobsmacked gobsmacked yeah. uh, right boys let's let's hop over overseas let's go over to United Arab Emirates and to Dubai for um, yes the desert swing continues Dubai um, Desert Classic I believe it God I hope there's more wind it was so much fun last week what a feel! McIlroy said he'd never been, he'd never wanted to get off a golf course more in his entire life than on the Friday when the, the wind was thirty five mile an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was the, even more pronounced just on the coast. Um, so so yeah, they're 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 up the road. Um, in at the Emirates Golf Club, Steve, where yep. we had our little nine hole night golf jaunt back in November. Ah, stuff. Don't yeah. don't remind me. A bit of top golf thrown in there as well, just for that second. was it. Yeah, that's right. So it. The complex, the Emirates Golf Club complex is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, just to call out one aspect that uh, does need to be does need to be mentioned, the tee shot on eight tees back into downtown mm. Dubai with all the skyscrapers. It, it, it looks it, it not where the Burj is, where the Marina is. For those of you who are familiar with Dubai, um, it's it. <laughs> It's not the most spectacular tee shot of the season, of course not, because it's all man-made. But Jesus, it looks pretty amazing. Ah, it's sick. It, it's one of those. Yeah. I'm not going to say iconic because iconic is a word used too much, but it, it's fucking spectacular, is what it is. It is. It, it, it's if you're into that plastic, fantastic shite. Yeah, now, which, which I, I am. Much rather, I'd, I'd much rather have Pebble Beach now and some natural beauty. Nah, but if you're that. into if you're into you know golf and big metropolises. Just keep an eye on on the photography that's done this week because uh, it it is beautiful looking courses in the middle of the city. Um, just a shade under seven and a half thousand yards, but it doesn't play that long because of the heat. Uh, so obviously this this is a this is a tournament the Tigers won a couple of times. This is, um, ironically enough for Dubai, this tournament actually has a really fantastic legacy. And mm. um, so Rory's won it twice, Ernie's won it three times. It's been on the go for a long time. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of past course form that goes on here. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just going to go straight into picks because I've got three. Um, I don't know if you guys have picks. 
I have I have a, a couple of fancies, but no, no, not I'm committing to picks just yet. Well, I'm gonna get your commitment before we post up our, our picks. I have two. Well, we'll, I have we'll fucking see about that, Donny. All right, all right. Well, let me let me sell you. Let all me right, sell you these three gentle folk, right? Go on. Um, there's nothing gentle about how Dean Burmester hits a golf ball. He's my first pick this week at 33 to one. I've mentioned this on the pod more than once now. I just was blown away with with his ball striking in Dubai in November. Really was. He was tied sixth um, at in the at the World Tour Championship back in November. Um, does like obviously likes uh, you know as a South African likes warm golf, likes desert golf as well. Clearly. Um, he was tied 25th last week, but that's a little bit misleading because he had a really, really poor week um, on approach and he had a poor week in putting. So his approach play, he needs to work on. I'm sure he's been working on it. He's not a guy who generally suffers in terms of from 150 yards in. So I imagine he's going to correct that. Um, he was tied third here in 2020 as well, which I really liked. Um, and so to give you a really quick view of the... Um, let me just grab the market up here. So we've got a, another really awesome field. We've got Rory, we've got Hatton, we've got Morikawa. Um, I really like that Morikawa is, is playing over here for a few weeks. That's that's kind of cool. Um, he's 12, 12 to 1, Donny. Yeah, I've got him at 10s there in Paddy Power, but if you can get him at 12s, that's a very yeah. interesting price. We've Casey, Garcia, Lowry, Scott. Yeah, so so Rory's 13 to 2. This is based on Paddy Power, so there could be slight variances. Uh, Victor Hovland, 9s. Couldn't possibly do it after my devastation last week. Tyrrell is 16, Sergio 20s, Shane Larry 22s, Case 25s, Adam Scott 25s, Thomas Peters 25s. Um, and yeah, Dean Burmeister, like in terms of his credentials as a world-class player, he's probably not in the realm of these guys yet, but I do think he is just as good a golfer yet, just as good a golfer as them. Um, and I really like him this week. So the other guy who has really good course form and... Um, Really strong recent form too is Adrian Uh a Spaniard absolutely bombs it. Um, so if we had him at sixty six to one for the Spanish Open a while ago, and he was edged out in a playoff by Rafa, um, which was a shame, but great for Rafa. He's posted three top tens in his last six starts of last season, and then he was tied twenty last week. So he's playing pretty well. Um, in his the last three years he's played this Dubai Desert Classic, he's been tied ninth, tied third, tied 29th. I do think he's going to win soon. I think he's just one good putting week away. And I think 45 to 1 is much better value than some of the others who are knocking around there. So, yeah, I like Adri, 45 to 1. And then my final value pick is a bit of recency bias, but he is playing very well. So that's uh, Shabanker Sharma at 90s. He was really good with the putter last week. He finished tied second. There's no reason why he can't continue that. He is a bit Jekyll and Hyde, but um, like he's posted top tens at the BMW. He was third at the Spanish Open not long ago. And another guy who was solid last year without being spectacular, tied 22nd. So they're my three. I hope I've sold them to you. Um, obviously, we went close last week with Hovland, which is a bit more of an obvious pick, but I, I do feel mildly confident about these three guys. Yeah. Mildly confident on you. Yeah, way to sell it. <laughs> Listen, I, I was very I, I was I, bullish I, on Hey Tong Lee last week. And... Let me let me empty my betting account on them. On them. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I need to I need to temper my bullishness because I, I feel like I'm now I'm officially down for the year after last week. Ah, fuck, that, fuck that, Donny. So uh, I need I need to I need to click a winner soon. You should be more bullish. You know what I mean? Like people are going to be asking questions. 
No, they won't. No, they won't. I'll tell them to fuck themselves if they start asking questions. <laughs> anyway. Specifically on Twitter. True. Yo. Fire away. So, I am going very recently by a here, lads. Very recently by a here. Um, He's picking Thomas Peters. I am picking Thomas Peters. Correct. <laughs> I am picking Thomas Peters because he's 25 to 1. And he literally won last week at what 33 to 1. That's very that's not really that's not really giving too much uh, respect for someone who just won. Um and you know, played quite well. I didn't see a lot of it because of the time difference, obviously. Here, um, Steve, I don't know if you were the same or what, but um tough to follow it's very very tough to follow from people who are over here I know, he, he was he was a stud last week and even um he looked the most likely winner even a couple of days out he looked yeah. the most likely winner yeah um and um my next pick is someone again who i think i think he ended up uh being t5 i think he was a shot behind hovland and that is uh tyrell hatton I think yeah. he's in for a great shout this week. Um, to be yeah, honest, I like Hatton this week too. I remember when, to be honest, I, I I first initially saw Hatton for some reason. I didn't really like him. Um, even when he got on to the Ryder Cup team, I just wasn't a big fan of him. And just the last few months, I'm obviously seeing more and more of him now with the players being more social and stuff on you know Twitter, etc. Man, I think he's a very likable guy now. I don't know how he's, a, like he's a funny fucker. Yeah, he's so he, much I don't know fun how to watch. Like so he's so much fun to watch. He's a sarcastic bat. Like when he hits a bad shot, he's so sarcastic. I love him. Like, I, I, yeah, he is. He's, he's very, my spirit like, animal. animated. He's very down to earth. He seems like a cool guy. Um, I saw he did a one yard fairway yeah. challenge with Rory Brilliant. and uh, Morikawa, and like he hit the first shot and was like. I can't believe I didn't get it in one. Like genuinely mm. was like, I can't believe oh, I didn't hit it in one actually, shot. Like props to like I gotta say, in certain elements, certain aspects, the PGA tour does kind of shit on the European tour in terms of the coverage quality, which actually has nothing to do with the PGA tour. Yep. But the European tour's content team knock it out of the park, like literally on a weekly basis. So good. Angry so, golfers. So good. Angry golfers Absolutely. is a highlight. Uh, it, honestly, what they do with the players is brilliant. I love their stuff. They even had like chipping contests with Larry and Harrington last week. There was yeah the the angry golfer kind of um the group therapy brilliant. last year, which was gas. And yeah, this one was the one yard fairway teeing down the 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 straight of uh, Yas Marina Formula One circuit. It was just it, it, do follow the European tour. Check out their videos. I'm sure if you're listening to us. I'm sure you've come across them, but they're just brilliant. And yeah. I think it's getting to a point now where the PGA Tour realise that they're missing a trick. Yeah, I think I think they'll follow too. But I don't know if you want to listen to. Uh, give me give me an average PGA Tour golfer, Russell uh, Henley. I don't know if you want to listen to Russell Henley uh, in a counselling session the same way you do Tyrrell Hatton so no. I don't know if it's going to catch on I don't have the same sense of humour let's let's put it that no, way no they don't they um, actually don't Ali that was very quick yeah it was you an average uh, Russell Henley like, he was like uh, Russell Henley come on Russell Henley's above average but just ca- can't close uh, by, by the looks things listen Donny fucking door ah he could now in fact come on otherwise he'd have terrible heating in his house and <laughs> win this, win this, win this. Um, so. but Donny you've, you've convinced me to have one bet right on uh, on the P- on the European tour, and that bet is going to be Lee Westwood. Um, so Lee Westwood is. I didn't convince you of shit then. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't listen to me or Donnie there for the last ten minutes. Yeah. Oh God, no, no, not not Donnie's picks anyway. This season, but... <laughs> you've convinced me that I need to sort out the shit show that yeah. is the picks of you two. Well, you've taken five. You've taken five out of the field for me, which is great between the two of you. So now we're left with a more reasonable <laughs> amount. Um, but Lee, Lee Westwood, uh, he blew off the cobwebs last week in uh, in Abu Dhabi. P- had a pretty good finish, to be fair. He was. Uh, four under par, top twenty. His first, uh, first round back of the year, and look, he's just he's a classy player. He's as good as a, of a ball striker as is out there. He's a a closer. He's a winner when he's on form, and uh, the fact Lee Westwood is back out there at the age of, um, what age is he? Fifty, forty? I don't know what age he is. He's 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 pushing on in his career. Um, but he, he still has the hunger to go out and play. So I, I think Westwood will be will be bang there come the weekend. I'm gonna take him each way. I got him at seven, I have him here at 75 to one. So I'm gonna have a little little bet bet on that. Um the other ones that kind of caught the eye, one of them was Victor Dubuisson, who had his first top five finish last week in a long, long time. He's a hundred. was nearly in tears. Like it was mm. great to see, actually. Hundred hundred and ten to one. Uh, yeah, he became um I think he became everybody's second or third favorite golfer during the Ryder Cup, and yeah, he's yeah. had such a weird and unique uh, upbringing. And you know, it's a, he's a he's a really interesting guy because he's very odd. Uh, he's anything but uh, your typical um, European tour golfer, and there's yeah. a lot to like about him. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the other guy I give a mention to is uh, is Charles Twartzel, who is 125 to one. So he. <laughs> He finished one under par last week, but his his four rounds consisted of a 67, a 76, a 68, and a 76. So yeah. he finished about nine shots off the lead. And if you turn those two, I know ifs and buts, but if you turn those two 76s into um, level par rounds, he finishes one I'm off sure, the lead. I'm sure um, you kind of need to list those scores in the context of I assume one of those 76s was the Friday when correct 76 was the scoring average so it's correct. nowhere near as bad as it looks but he, he really finished, had one bad round he finished with a, a four over par 76 on Sunday which was Ouch. way way above average so I get I give him a yeah do you know what Just Charles Schwartz is bet number two so Lee Westwood That's Charles Schwartz nice. 125 to one um, and yeah thanks Thanks, bro. Um, and yeah, that that's it. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't, that's I a wrap. Was, yeah, that's a wrap. Solid any picks. any other business, boys? Um, no. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't discuss it on a public forum. I'm afraid. <laughs> that's alright. I signed. I signed several NDAs. No I actually have to say, lads. I know we were talking about it a few a few podcasts ago, but uh, those new drivers with the red faces and stuff. I honestly think they look like the drivers you get for like ten euro in the fucking pound shop. You can get off. so it's, like it's a new tailor made stealth. I like um, them. You can get them, uh, you can get them in any color you want blue, yellow, green. Oh, the faces change color, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. like, yeah, it's Tatum. They're like supposedly, them. supposedly incredible golf clubs, but if Taylor made are listening, I absolutely love them and I'd love to, to test yeah. them out. I if, mean, if Taylor made or PXG or anyone are want just to send a pair of Iron not PXG, PXG, I don't want Gary players. Prick of a nephew on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Christ. all right, boys. I think, listen, I think we should I'll wrap take it up there, bro. If you're you know what? 
Steve Gary Clare's him. nephew, he's the type of lad who'd bring his dead father down to the post office in Carlo on a Friday uh, to get a play. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. I think that's as good of a note as any. Yeah, that's to, as good a note as, as, as any to uh, leave it there. So Don't, don't forget, uh, golf starts on Wednesday in the state, so get your yeah. bets on tonight if you're listening on a Tuesday. If you're listening on a Wednesday, unlucky, you missed out on a 33 to one winner <laughs> in Tony Fino, but um, come back next week. Yeah. Well, you definitely missed out on him because he's into 25s now. Anyway, yeah, we've been talking shit all day. Uh, all right. Best of luck to everyone who's getting involved this week. And uh, if you could give us an L like and a follow and all that jazz, we'd massively... Oh, yeah. It. We need to say that more often. We, ne- we never say that. We need to say that at the start of the show, I think. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, God bless. Go on, lads. Talk to you soon. Peace. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, oh, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.